Welcome, sports fans, to the Matt Mosley Show on ESPN Central Texas. The presenting sponsor of the Matt Mosley Show is Central National Bank, your leading independent bank with locations in Waco, Temple, and Austin. Additional sponsors include Alan Samuels, Dodge Chrysler, Jeep Ram, Bieber Collision Care Center, Cooper Complete Nutritional Supplements, Ascension Providence, Baylor University Handcammer School of Business, Common Grounds, Heritage Creamery, Myatt Fuels, Schmaltz's Sandwich Shop, The Baylor Club, and UBO Business Services. And now, ladies and gentlemen, here's Matt Mosley. It is Matt Mosley. Thank you, Jim Nash. I tell you, you hear Jim's voice. Aaron, the great news is so many people have wanted to partner with the Matt Mosley Show. We just keep having to get Jim back in there to record more things. And uh, Handcammer School of Business has joined up with us. And uh, the new dean will be on with us Saturday morning. And, uh, Aaron, that means that 7 a.m., you can hear our pregame show. And I have already told Tom Barfield, a man who uh, likes to get up early in life, and I get it, man. You can't be, if you're going to connect some wiring and all that, you can't be showing up when Mosley likes to show up. You got to get there early. So, Saturday morning, Aaron, I'm going to get out there and kind of offer, here's what I kind of think. If I get out there and offer a lot of my help, like kind of putting down the wiring and, and plugging things in, I'll never be asked back. Don't you kind of think that's, that's a good plan and go? will probably work? <laughs> <laughs> but um, Tom and I are a sad case. He, you know, Tom, I, I've got neck issues. Tom's back gives him some trouble uh, sometimes. So I, I don't know. Lark is like one arm down. Lark recently showed up with his arm in a sling. I mean, we're kind of a sad crew. Aaron, can we find somebody to cover for you in the studio so that you can come out? I mean, we need your youth. and I mean, you and I are the same age. But I think health-wise, you may be, uh, of the four of us, you may have the most to offer. So we're going to need somebody. Let's see what we can do. Let's put Simcox in studio. Aaron, we're going to need you out on site early, early Saturday morning, okay? <laughs> I'll be somewhere early Saturday morning, so it doesn't matter whether it's out there or here. <laughs> Love to have you out there. Love to have you. The new dean of the of the business school is going to be with us. We'll have people from the office of Baylor alumni, Doug Furch, and his crew. Doug, why don't you come on with us? Furch is always sending over, and they're very talented people, but uh, the grand poobah himself, Doug, kind of presides over everything takes pictures, kind of observes things. If Mosley calls something the wrong thing, he'll report me. Let's get Doug Furch on, though. I'd like to have Doug uh, be part be part of the presentation. But um, I'm excited. That's going to be fun. And, Aaron, I think – and we could have people participate, by the way, on the text line, the CNC Collision text line, 254-662-1660. Are you going to get on out there and, and – the last 11 a.m. game, I got to say, was a late-arriving crowd. The tailgate scene was not real fired up. I think the Texas game is going to have more people pumped up and ready to go. So what I'd like to hear on the text line, what time are you planning to get there, okay, to start doing your tailgate? And, uh, and what will the tailgate look like? Now, 
I don't want to get into the controversy because I there's several of my tailgate people and friends that are not pleased with this whole tailgate guy situation, but I'm not going to get caught up in this or that and all that kind of business. Um, I'll just say any any stance that a, that a university takes, which does not allow the shorty pizza bus, they kind of have like an ambulance slash bus that they bring out, then I'm against that policy. The shorty's pizza wagon, or whatever we want to call that, um, Aaron, it needs to be there, and then I'll get back on the wagon. <laughs> I'm telling you, buddy, that, that we need to have pizza by the slice available at those games. Now, there's a lot of cool stuff out there. Don't get me wrong. But the fact that, I mean, I from what I can tell, VTEX used to kind of bring their thing out there. And then on the other side of the road over there, um, George's was just such an enormous part of things. Now, that's not Baylor's fault. I think we'll have to put that one on Brazos Parking. Let us let me moderate that discussion. Let's get Sammy and Kyle Citrano to the table. I'm friends with both of them. Let's get the Brazos Parking people. I think I, I think they like me. And I'm going to I'm going to broker a peace deal. And um Aaron, normally I'm probably not one that brokers peace deals, but I think I could I we've got to put George's back at this tailgate. That's that's crazy for Baylor to be having games and George's not be out there. Like, it's a part of the fabric of Baylor pregame. So, um, anybody anybody thinks that's a good idea, I want you to text us, 254-662-1660. I also want to have Schmaltz's sandwiches offered at games. All right? I just want all these things, all these places that I like. Now, I'm not, you know, I'm not necessarily like a big O. I mean, I'm not a big drinking type person, but I am friends with the Georgia's people, and I just love their presence at these games. So whether that's getting some crazy wings out there, grilling some burgers, they need to be out there. And then put them right over there by my man Hobby Howe in that group. Hobby listens to the show. Big. He's a big fan. And also, Aaron, Hobby's always commenting on my appearances on uh, on the Cowherd show. He really likes that. So Anyway, uh, Aaron, uh, announcement to come soon. I may wait till Friday, but uh, you will be able to see Mosley in print soon. Aaron, I know that was a, a part of your growing up. Even if it, even if you say it wasn't, I'm going to go ahead and think that you read me when 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 I was at the morning news and ESPN.com. I was more and, of a uh, Times Herald guy, but no, I'm just kidding. It. Stop it. <laughs> Nobody knows what that is. I know. We're, we're old. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. The people, uh, boy, used to could get a morning news and a Times-Herald in Waco. I used to get both papers, and then the Times-Herald went away, and then they stopped doing, like, the statewide. Used to, you could even get, like, the morning. You could get the high school scores from Dallas in Waco on a Saturday morning or something. But they anyway, they, now they, they don't do that. I think you can still probably get a morning news in Waco. Correct me if I'm wrong. I haven't seen them lately, but man, that used to be fun. I'd get when I was a Baylor student. I got the morning news for however long the Times Herald was around. I got that. I got the Waco Trib, and then when I would be a camp counselor in the summer at, at Arkansas, my father would send me every one of those papers I just mentioned. So, uh, Aaron, can you imagine? Each day, like, 
And so it, they wouldn't all arrive, you know, on the exact day they were supposed to arrive. So I was getting newspapers three days late, but I was getting every newspaper. So you can imagine around my bed at Camp Ozark in, in Arkansas, I would have like 27 newspapers around. Aaron, I was destined to be a newspaper writer, and of course, that's what I became after dropping out of law school. Thank you for Professor Sayre and Professor Underwood and Professor Featherston for chasing me away from law, even though I could have made a lot more money there. But you chased me out of there, and then I became a broadcaster slash writer. And so, Aaron, the big news that I'll reveal Friday is um, you can read me in a national publication. Okay, so I'll just leave it at that. That's great. Yeah, yeah, very exciting. You have to tell me off here. That way I'll have a heads up. Now, I want you to find out, Aaron, when everybody else finds out. I'm not going to give you any any heads up. No, no, I'll let you know. I will let you know. Those announcements coming soon, and uh, it will be sponsored by Central National Bank. (laughs) They don't know it yet. I'm going to make them sponsor. They're going to have to also underwrite my writing career as well as my uh, radio career. Uh Brian Fonville, Executive Vice President of Central National Bank. Uh, Joe Nesbitt, the whole gang. What a great group that is, and we appreciate you so much. Also appreciate today, UBO. And always mention on Tuesdays, UBO. And, uh, of course, the fine work of Sean Hunt. They they take your overhead, all the things that uh, uh, businesses that are email and paper-based, they do incredible things. They save money, and they help businesses grow. It is U-B-O. U-B-E-O is what that looks like, but we say U-B-O. All right, uh, Aaron, there's something I think, and I appreciate you getting this ready because I know you have a bunch on your plate, and one of the things I am known for is trying to dump things on you kind of at the last minute. But yesterday, uh, we were people were asking, and Tom Barfield, you heard the uh, exclusive visit with Barfield and Aranda on this morning on that 7 to 9 game time show asking Aranda you know what what about these you're being mentioned for some of these jobs USC LSU and Aranda said very nice things hey there's something about I love Baylor I think he mentioned something about you know that's a sign of success now we're a little snake bit at um, at Baylor because rule left us um, you know, obviously the whole Bryles thing ended in scandal. I mean, yeah, I, I, fortunately, I mean, we lost Kim Mulkey. I mean, there's a, I mean, that's a legendary coach. And then Rule came and was big time, big time coach. And then we lived. So we want our coaches to stick around. Now it doesn't always work. I mean, sometimes you know, some the NFL came calling, and that Rule decided he needed to, to to go on about his business. Today, though, Aaron, um, the coach of the Pittsburgh Steelers, Mike Tomlin, was asked, his name keeps coming up in the association with USC. And what I figured that meant was that, like, his agents or somebody, I mean, there, there's got to be a reason because it's kind of an odd name to come up in relation to the USC job, Mike Tomlin, the head coach of the Steelers. Does that mean the fan base is tired of him? Does that mean the Roonies are tired of him? Does that mean he's tired of Pittsburgh? What does that mean? Well, 
Mike Tomlin decided to set the record straight uh, when asked about this. And in in a time where most coaches just say, no, I'm not going to comment on that, this is what Mike Tomlin had to say. Guys, I don't have time for that speculation. I mean, that's a joke to me. Um, I got one of the best jobs in, in all of professional sport. Why would I have any interest in coaching college football? Um, that'll be the last time that I address it. And not only today, but moving forward. Never say never, but never. Okay? Anybody else got any questions about any college jobs? There's not a booster with a big enough blank check. Anyone else? All right. Thank you. Anybody asking Sean Payton about that? You know, anybody asking Andy Reid about stuff like that? Guys, I don't have time Whoa, for right. that speculation. That, that, there he goes. And that, man, keep that up, Aaron, because I'd like to come back to that later in the show today. I mean, that is how you I, – I, I love the intensity of Mike Tomlin. I love how he just drop-kicked that story right out of there. And, and I – and I see, that's interesting how he took that. I've taken it as, well – I don't know. Maybe, maybe he has ties to USC that I'm not thinking about. Maybe, you know, maybe there's some reason that he's connected to that job, and you know, he's been a great NFL coach. But maybe there's something going on that I don't really know about. And he took that as a, a disrespect, like, like as as we were talking about off air, Aaron, that that Sean Payton and Andy Reid. Two coaches that have won Super Bowls and are perennial winners in this league are not getting that question. Hey, are you going to go? Are you going to be a coach? And and that is interesting. And I admire the heck out of him today because most people, even um, even our man um, Sonny Dykes today, Aaron. And we'll talk more about that as we get into Campus Confidential. But he was asked about it. Did he say no? No, I'm not going to take it. He just said, I'm not going to talk about other jobs. What does that mean? Well, it means a couple things. They're smart enough to, to keep their leverage and know he might even get a big raise out of this at SMU. They're not going to commit. What this coach did, he's not in the mood to be trying to get raises or use something as leverage or take something as a compliment. He took this as a slap in the face. And... I just admire the heck out of him for clearing that up. So, Aaron, we are not to bring up USC with Mike Tomlin again. Noted. I wouldn't have brought it up anyway. I I, I kind of thought it was as ridiculous as he did. I, I mean, yeah, I know. Look, I, I know coaches get talked about for other jobs, but I mean, he's got a point. Successful. Super Bowl winning head coaches don't leave their teams and go take college jobs. I mean, it's never happened, and it doesn't happen. You don't think Belichick maybe will get asked <laughs> about this Texas Tech opening? <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> Probably not. You think you think some Cowboys fans would like McCarthy to maybe get a, get asked about some things? <laughs> Just made, like, I think they because Kellen Moore then could become the head coach. They they want McCarthy to be in him the, or the, Quinn, yeah, yeah, yeah. The head of the head of the line. Well, this is uh, I found that it, it very interesting 
and we'll talk more about it as the day unfolds. Got a lot of good stuff today. We got a Lubbock-based guest at 440. We got a Cowboys guest at 520. And then, Aaron, kind of a secret. We'll see if it happens. But uh, maybe a track and field coach joining us at 5 o'clock, okay? That's news even to you. That's all next. This weather update is brought to you by the Nitsche Group. Since 1949, Texans have secured their insurance needs through the Nitsche Group. Learn more at thenitschegroup.com. This is a Fox 44 weather update. I'm Chief Meteorologist Mike LaPointe. Mostly cloudy this evening with showers and thunderstorms after 2 a.m. Lows drop to 63 degrees. Showers and thunderstorms likely early tomorrow morning before 8 a.m. And some of these may produce some very strong winds and small hail. Then we'll see clearing skies and breezy conditions with highs in the mid-70s. Join me every weeknight during Fox 44 News at 536 and 9. For your forecast first, plus check out fox44news.com for any changes in the weather. Are you ready to jump into a career with a local Fortune 500 company? Sherwin-Williams has warehouse opportunities available with starting pay at over $20 per hour and regional CDL driving opportunities with pay averaging $84,000 annually. Sherwin-Williams offers competitive benefits including medical, dental, vision, life insurance, 401k, and pension. Apply online at careers.sherwin.com. That's careers.sherwin.com. Or call 254-523-9500. Have you been to Sam's Bar in Union Hall in downtown Waco yet? Serving regionally inspired Texas-style craft drinks. Offering wine, beer, vodka, and fruit juice drinks. Be sure to try one of Sam's signature cocktails like the Hatchback, a Dallas Daisy, and even some Summer Lovin'. Happy hours every Monday through Friday from 3 to 6 with $2 off draft beer and cocktails, plus free chips and hot sauce. Sam's Bar Waco in Union Hall at 720 Franklin Avenue. And check them out online at samsbarwaco.com. Matt Mosley, weekdays at 4 p.m. on ESPN Central Texas. This is the sound of someone taking a free test walk in personally fit arch supports at the Good Feet store. It's music to our ears. Just listen to Deidre. I would tiptoe out of bed because the pain would shoot up my heels. When I went to the Good Feet store, they allowed me to try on the arch supports, and I started sobbing because I had no pain. Stop by the Good Feet store for a free fitting and test walk today. Your good life starts with Good Feet. Stop by today at the Good Feet Store in Waco in the Central Texas Marketplace. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Ward Watch with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update brought to you by McAdams and Sons Roofing. The Saints beat the Seahawks last night on Monday Night Football 13-10, handing the Seahawks their third loss in a row at home for the first time in 10 years. The Jets bring back Joe Flacco in a trade with the Eagles. The search begins in Lubbock as Matt Wells is out at Texas Tech. Sonny Cumbie will be the interim head coach for the remainder of the season. Tech is at OU on Saturday. Dallas Mavericks host the Rockets tonight in the regular season home opener. Tip is at 7.30. Game one of the World Series tonight between the Atlanta Braves and the Houston Rockets in Houston. First pitch at 7.09. Catch the UMHB Pete Fredenberg show tonight starting at 6 o'clock on Fox Sports Central Texas. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. It's time for Campus Confidential, our daily look at college football news. Here's your host, Matt Mosley. Oh, it is Matt Mosley. 
the Matt Mosley Show. Aaron Sexton alongside. And uh, this is uh, some really interesting stuff going on in college football. And Aaron, I hope you noticed what our man Chip Brown, who comes on with us sometimes, had to say. Chip is with, uh, uh, this would be Horns247.com. And uh, he's a Longhorns insider. He used to be my teammate at the Dallas Morning News for a lot of years and had some great times with him. He's also the guy who told us recently that one time when he was in college at SMU, he played, uh, he played some pool with Tom Cruise while Tom Cruise was filming Born on the Fourth of July. <laughs> I remember seeing that film when I was in high school. and I don't know. It wasn't what I thought it was going to be. It was a little bit more intense than what I, uh, than what I was prepared for. Aaron, uh, what Chip Brown has said here, and this is what we lead today off with, and, um, and by the way, always can chime in on our CNC Collision text line, 254-662-1660. I was asking you a little while ago what your plans were, if you're going to be out there early for the big show, uh, the big uh, pregame activities. I I think it'll be fine. Help me. Help me get some of my favorite things out there. Help me get the shorties bus back out there to the tailgate, okay? The tailgate guys, I don't have any issue with them. I like their chairs. I like sitting in their chairs. They seem like nice folks. I think all their equipment looks nice. It has a nice look to it. The only thing I would say is it's a little uh, homogenized, so to speak. Like, I I didn't really, I kind of liked it. If people were going to spend a bunch of money on a Baylor-looking bus or an ambulance or, or something like that, like, let them bring it out there. Let them bring it out and tailgate with it. I mean, my gosh, if people spend all sorts of money on these campers and fun little things and cars that they want to have up there, let them get that in there. Let's not, let's not have the tailgate guys scare them away. Okay, um, this is... This is uh, apparently uh, from a young man, a cornerback named Josh Thompson. He was asked to rate Baylor as a difficult place to play. Longhorn senior cornerback Josh Thompson rated it a 3 out of 10. He added that Iowa State has been the most difficult place he's played. All right, this has got going around. I distribute this. To, I, I put this out to the Baylor Nation. Folks have responded. This has fired up the Baylor group as if they needed any firing up. Uh, this is your chance to come out and give UT a nice goodbye, a nice Baptist goodbye. But he sits, come back, and tried to clarify Aaron, and he says that he was ranking them third best in the conference. I think he saw some of the backlash, and so he has now come out and said he believes Baylor is has the third best, uh, third most difficult place to play in the conference. Aaron, are you buying? Are you buying that explanation? No, no, no. He he said something, and uh, then when it kind of came back that 
it was probably going to be bulletin board materials he tried to backtrack. All right, so tried to back, uh, and, and then also, what am I seeing, Aaron? I'm sorry, I have to take a quick little break, although this guy played at Mississippi State, so we could find a college football tie-in. What are, what are these pictures that I'm seeing everywhere of, of Dak Prescott? Um, and he's like, he, oh, I guess they're getting ready for like a Halloween costume type deal. Okay, so he's a tiger tamer, and his girlfriend is wearing a tiger outfit with a tiger's tail, or a lion. Excuse me. He's a lion tamer. So he's got like a circus-type outfit on. I find this very interesting. That's a good – now, have you, have, you, uh, have, you been, have you been able to uh, see any of these – any of these photos surfing around Aaron? I have not, actually. Okay, Aaron, I need you to get—I need you to get on Twitter right now and take a peek at this. I mean, this is this is something I think you would—I uh, think you would enjoy seeing this. This is uh, interesting, Dak and the lovely Natalie. All right, uh, and I believe that is his—that uh, is his significant other. Um, all right, all these coaches are coming out right now and trying to say that they're not interested in these in these uh, coaching situations the next one to do it James Franklin Franklin's name has been connected with the USC vacancies also been mentioned at LSU Franklin is quoted saying we've kept it very direct there's things that we have discussions in great detail in our building with our family and the players and the staff we try to do that the best we possibly can. We've done a pretty good job of that over my eight years here. And we'll continue to try to do that. There's things that we can control, and there's things that we can't from the outside. But this has been a story that's happened on numerous occasions, and we try to keep it as focused as we possibly can. Now, you know, I... I he has asked them Tuesday about his commitment to Penn State. He said, I've been asked this question multiple times. I think I've shown over my eight years my commitment to this university and community. He also on Tuesday addressed uh, changing agencies. Oh, always interesting when a coach changes. He's gone from athletes first, that's Trace Armstrong, who used to be an NFL player, to Jimmy Sexton, that's CAA. Jimmy rec, uh, represents some of the top coaches uh, in college and professional in the NFL. For years, he used to he used to have Parcells. In fact, at one point, he had uh, Art Bryles. I would say, you know, there's nothing really anybody could do for Art Bryles right now. But uh, I find this very interesting. He says, there's been a lot of unusual situations. The timing of when I came to Penn State, I took the job here not knowing who the president or AD was going to be. They were both interim at the time. Eric's done an unbelievable job. You know, we all came in at a challenging time in Penn State's history and have worked well together. Obviously, you want to have an idea of what's going to hold, and I got tremendous faith in our board chairman, Matt Schuyler. I've got tremendous faith in our leadership. Now, Aaron, do you, have you noticed how a lot of these coaches, though, always leave wiggle room? Like, he said a lot of good stuff. 
I, I, but did you hear anything in there that said, I'm not going to LSU or I'm not going to USC? Was there, was there one thing, or I, I guess his best point, if you, if you wanted to make Penn State fans feel good, is look at my eight years. Look at the fact it's, you know, it's changed. I mean, I, I, I did not, I didn't read anything in there, uh, Aaron, that would give me like a warm, cuddly feeling if I were a Penn State person. No, it was uh, the typical non-denial denial. Uh-huh, uh-huh. In, in, in perfect coach speak. If you want to deny it, do like Tomlin did. That, that should be the standard from now on. Now, if anybody wants to call in later in the program, we'll, we'll find some time for you. Because the Baylor thing needs to be discussed. I, this, our fan base, I say our because I went to Baylor and uh, I love the place, okay? Do I want them to win? Yes, yes, okay, I don't hide that. Um, I, it, it, this goes back. Now, Grant Taft was incredibly loyal. He could have gone to USC back in the day. He had all sorts of opportunities. He stayed with the Bears. Okay, that's going way back. But if you go after that, Bryles, at one point, it looked, now he could have probably, at one point, Texas Tech looked like they were going to go after him. They ended up hiring Tuberville. They probably may have been able to get Art. It was when the Baylor job wasn't as good as what it's become. And so, but anyway, Baylor was able to hold on to him. Then he almost, it looked like, he might uh, follow Mac Brown. And Texas wanted him to interview, and somebody said to Art, basically, no, don't go interview. You're Art Bryles. You don't have to go interview. They either try to hire you or not. Well, they bungled it, and they got Charlie Strong in there. And who knows what would have happened if Bryles had taken the University of Texas job. Would he have taken it if they offered it? Probably so. Okay. At the time, though, all that was happening, Baylor was trying to play a bowl game. I was out there in, um, what is that, Scottsdale out near, oh, Glendale. They're trying to play a, a bowl game out there, and nobody was even talking about the game. And they got their rears kicked by UCF because nobody cared about the game. Everybody was worried about whether Art Bryles was going to leave or not. All right, fast forward a few years. Matt Rule comes in, and... Every offseason, oh, my gosh, is he going to stay? Okay, good, good, he's going to stay, he's going to stay. Oh, my gosh, go with the Sugar Bowl. Almost won the Big 12 title. This is awesome, this is awesome. He's gone. Now, Baylor's really good under Aranda. And, you know, I, I'm starting to hear the same thing. This is, Baylor people are sort of triggered by all this because of what's happened, because this kind of stuff has happened over and over again. I don't think that that the Aranda is wired to job hop. I really don't. Now, if LSU came calling and offered him some insane amount of money, eight or nine million dollars or whatever, is he going to go? Maybe. But I don't think they will. First of all, I think he knows and they know that he's not ready for that job. Now, I'm not talking about X's and O's. He's better than Orgeron. He's better than anybody they could bring in. From a defensive standpoint, he's every bit of good on that, uh, that side of the ball as Jimbo or anybody else is on the offensive side of the ball. But 
this was a this was an awesome stop for him. He could lose Saturday, and while we'll be upset, the whole world doesn't fall apart. It'll be okay. You lose games at LSU, you lose three or four games, everybody's getting ready to go crazy. They're ready to eat you alive. The honeymoon lasts a very, very tiny amount. Here comes to Baylor. He botches his first hires, okay? Now, I'm not, I'm not totally his fault. It's not totally his fault. He probably had people in his ears saying, hey, take this Fedora guy. Oh, this will be good. Take uh, this Munoz. I mean, he knew Munoz for LSU. Well, they it turned out to not be good hires. He he changed on a dime, and now they've made really good hires. They got a good O-line coach. They got uh, uh, a really good wide receivers coach in here, Chancey. And they, and, and they, got, a, they got an excellent offensive coordinator. So everything has, everything is worked out. But if if he botched, I mean, Orgeron, so they leave. Joe Brady and Aranda leave, and Orgeron just starts botching everything. He gets the wrong offensive coordinator, who's at Canada, whoever it is, and, and then he brings in Bo Pelini. I could have told you that was going to blow up in his face, and he has to fire him after a year. Well, at Baylor, if, if some hires blow up in your face – you can make changes without it being some enormous, awful deal. Other, you know, We'll talk about it on ESPN Central Texas. They'll talk about it on the Internet fan site. Okay, but that's it. That's it. It's not some huge deal where it blows up in his face. Whereas Orgeron, you, you mess up on some hires at LSU, you may never recover. So all that to say, I think this uh, – I think Bears fans, and, and of course they won't take, they won't trust me on this, and they'll come up to me Saturday. And uh, you think he's going to stay? You think everything's okay? Let's just enjoy this, having a great year. Let's go beat Texas. Let's go beat Texas. Let's go beat OU, and worry about that stuff down the road. But he's not a good fit for LSU. He's a better fit for USC because that's where he's from. And his, his heart probably has more connection to that place than he does to LSU, even though he won a national title there. Does that make any sense? I, I, I hope it does because that's home for him. Like Southern California, he feels about that place the way we do about Texas, the way I do about growing up in the Dallas area, um, the way all of y'all feel about growing up in Central Texas. I mean, it, that's the way he feels about California. So I would be more worried about USC, but at the same time, I'm really not that worried about either place. Aaron, does that make you feel better? I mean, I just kind of felt like I needed to kind of have a campfire meeting I, where I broke it all down and explained why I think, you know, instead of just saying he's not going to go, explain why I think everything's going to be okay. I haven't been particularly worried. I mean, we've... I think you, you overstate the case a little bit. We basically lost Matt Rule, and he was always gunning for an NFL job. It's not like well, Baylor has been a way station for for bigger schools for, as far as their head football coaches. That's just not true. Well, I don't know. I mean, I, I, I assure you everybody at Baylor was scared to death that they were going to lose Art Bryles, University of Texas, so that that's a pretty big time school. Whether Absolutely, good or not. but it didn't. So, I mean, for whatever yeah, reason, so, it didn't happen. Well, I know, but I'm just saying, there. This is 
rule goes to the NFL. Uh, I, I, you know, and I'm fine with you thinking I overstated it, but the truth is you come out there Saturday, and I'm already trying to get you to come out there, that's going to be a huge part of the conversation. Baylor people are already starting to worry about losing Dave Aranda, and it goes back to what I mentioned. And by the way, you, you said way station for football, also way station for legendary women's basketball coaches. But that that's a big there was dang, that's a big dang deal too. That wasn't when they be, lost. That the was not because coach. of facilities or money or anything like that. It doesn't matter. They <laughs> lost her. It doesn't matter what it was about. They lost the greatest coach in the history of Baylor. Like she's not here anymore. It doesn't matter why she's not. It doesn't matter whether it was money or jealousy or anything. She's not here anymore. All right, it is the Matt Mosley Show. Sexton alongside as we roll in. Oh, we're getting toward the 5 o'clock hour. Next, though, we go to Lubbock, where one of our Texas Tech insiders gives us all the latest on what's going on out there. That's next. The Waco Lions return to Waco ISD Stadium to host the Waxahachie Indians this Friday night. Hi, this is Tom Barfield. Join Johnny Tusa, Darren Burr, and me for the Lions and the Indians. Our coverage begins with the pregame show at 7. We'll have a kickoff at 7.30. After the game, it's the Friday night high school football scoreboard show presented by Southwest Sports Medicine. Don't miss Waxahachie and Waco right here on your home for Waco Lions football, ESPN Central Texas. In the market for a new metal roof? Since 1943, Pioneer Steel and Pipe has helped Central Texas residential and commercial customers with metal roofs that are impact, fire, and windstorm resistant and will lower your insurance considerably. Your roof will be figured correctly, and they offer a wide variety of panels and colors to make sure it looks sharp. Everyone wants to protect their hard-earned assets from harsh Texas weather, and a metal roof is the best way to protect your home. Pioneer Steel and Pipe with locations in Waco and Bryan and at PioneerBoys.com. When it comes to me and my money, I know the way it should be. I need a partner I can count on. That's Genco and me. Refinance your vehicle today at Genco with rates as low as 1.69% for 48 months and have 90 days of no payments. Refinancing can lower your payment, so you pay less for your car. Apply online and get an additional 0.1% off our already low rate. Thank you, Genco. And don't forget, your vote counts. Vote today for your local school to win $1,500 with Genco School Spirit Competition. For more information, go to GencoFCU.org. Annual percentage rate subject to change without notice. Subject to credit approval, membership eligibility, and loan policies. NCUA Equal Housing Lender. They're people I trust. They treat me like family. My money, my future, my credit union. Genco. Are you ready to jump into a career with a local Fortune 500 company? Sherwin-Williams has warehouse opportunities available with starting pay at over $20 per hour and regional CDL driving opportunities with pay averaging $84,000 annually. Sherwin-Williams offers competitive benefits including medical, dental, vision, life insurance, 401k, and pension. Apply online at careers.sherwin.com. That's careers.sherwin.com. Or call 254-523-9500. Michael Hurley of Hurley Benefit Services. I think one of the challenges that all small business owners are facing today is while there may be less than 50 employees, 
They're still competing with the big box companies that have full-blown benefit plans. Employers are looking for solutions, and my out-of-the-box thinking is providing a solution. With the innovative coverage offered by Hurley Benefit Services, you can have individual or group coverage that is a lot better, that costs a lot less. HurleyBenefits.com. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Ward Watch with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update brought to you by McAdams and Sons Roofing. The Saints beat the Seahawks last night on Monday Night Football 13-10, handing the Seahawks their third loss in a row at home for the first time in 10 years. The Jets bring back Joe Flacco in a trade with the Eagles. The search begins in Lubbock as Matt Wells is out at Texas Tech. Sonny Cumbie will be the interim head coach for the remainder of the season. Tech is at OU on Saturday. Dallas Mavericks host the Rockets tonight in their regular season home opener. Tip is at 7.30. Game one of the World Series tonight between the Atlanta Braves and the Houston Rockets in Houston. First pitch at 7.09. Catch the UMHB Pete Fredenberg show tonight starting at 6 o'clock on Fox Sports Central Texas. Sports Center, every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas. Getting ready for that Texas Baylor game. I'll be out there at Common Grounds on Friday, four to six, and uh, we go to well, one of my favorite uh, Texas Tech insiders over the years, uh, sideline reporter for the Red Raiders. Does a lot of basketball. And um, Chris, are you? Uh, it's great to be. It's great to get to visit with you again. Are you kind of getting tired of either? losing coaches or having coaches fired? I feel like you've had a pretty good dose of this over the last six months. Yeah, it's just, just part of it. Uh, you know, the, obviously the, the, the last situation back in uh, April, that's uh, for different reasons than this one is. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it's just it's just part of the business. It's, uh, it, it's not a lot of fun. Uh, you know, you get to know these people. I've known, known Chris Beard for about 20 years, and it, it's hard to see him, you know, leave, especially for a, a – rival or in in conference school and then obviously the coach well situation yesterday is just obviously awkward timing for everybody there's no clean way to to do this and and it's just it's just tough uh but that's just that's a profession these days it seems Mm -hmm. like with uh, college athletics why do you think chris that uh that it needed to happen when it did obviously uh enough games left to get bowl eligible and all all, people are halfway joking saying hey they don't want they want to do it before the coach has like a winning record or whatever. Like, is it just the 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 way some of these games have been lost? Is it the mood around the program? Why do you think uh, Why do you think Kirby had went ahead and, and pulled the trigger? Yeah, Matt, I, I think you. I think it's it's all of what you just said. I think that it. Uh, I at some point they just realized this was going to be an eventuality. Whether that's lacking confidence in in uh, coach Wells to, to win more games and get to seven or eight wins with the remaining schedule, which would have been very difficult. Uh, I, I think the support was, you know, very much waning. I mean, it was pretty, it's pretty tough uh, in, in town the last couple of years, just, you know, and I don't think he was ever accepted um, right, wrong or indifferent. I just think that's the, that was the case. And, and when you don't win that, that compounds it. And I think that, how you lost in Austin, how you lost in Lubbock to TCU, and then how you lost 
uh, in, in Lubbock against Kansas State this past Saturday all just compounds the issue, just couldn't ever get over the hump. I mean, you, you go back to that game in Waco two years ago. It was just bad luck, bad call, whatever. You, you almost beat Baylor when Coach Rule was still there, and, and, and that's a loss. You, you have Texas dead to rights last year in Lubbock and outplay them for about 57 minutes. You're up 15 mm-hmm. points and, and give the lead away and then lose that game in overtime. So that was just unfortunately just kind of a microcosm of just not being able to get those key wins. I mean, six and seventeen it was your Big Twelve record, and but Matt, Matt's good people, man, and and I, I hate that part of it. Uh, he's well compensated, I understand that, uh, but it, it's just uh, I, obviously the administration here was was just ready to go in a different direction. I think part of the timing was, I think there's a sense that there's going to be a lot of movement uh, with the car- the coaching carousel, if you will. And they wanted to be on the front end of it and not the back end of it. Uh, so, that, but that that they would have to speak on that. All right, Chris Level joining us, Texas Tech insider, publisher of at uh, Red Raider Sports, does a great job and has covered Tech for a lot of years. You know that culture out there as good as well as anyone. And and I don't know, Wells did always kind of seem like an outsider. Uh, I I don't know if he ever truly had a chance. It's like even. I don't know if people ever thought it was a great hire, you know, uh, or even even those first days when you usually win those opening press conferences. Now that it's open, is Sonny Dykes the name, the fact that he's having a great run right now at SMU? I, I think a lot of people think that's the no-brainer way you turn. Uh, you right there in the middle of it, do you feel that same way? Yeah, I, uh, you know, I've, I've known Sonny for a long time, too. He came uh, with Mike uh, Leach back here in the early 2000s and, and spent a lot of years here before he left uh, for Arizona and then, and then started his, uh, you know, journey as a coordinator and then head coach at various places. And I, that's certainly somebody they're going to talk to. There's no doubt. I mean, Sonny will have the opportunity to visit with Texas Tech if that's what he wants to do. Uh, I, I don't know if he would be the lead candidate or if, if he would take it. I mean, I, I think he's got a great situation in Dallas. Uh, they're they're winning. Uh, their their league. That's the part that I'm kind of curious about. I don't know how much the realignment stuff is going to factor in here with what Tech and the Big 12 and and what that looks like. Uh, or, but but I, I mentioned that specifically because the you know the conference that Sonny's in right now. They took a major hit. It's going to look a lot different in the next year or two, and it's not going to be able to make as much money or be as relevant and, and things like that. But he's well compensated there, and it's just a matter of I, – I thought that he would maybe want to come back here because his dad coached here and he went to school here, played baseball here and all that stuff. But that that may be reasons why he wouldn't want to do that too. I, I don't know. He would have to speak on that. But, I mean, they're, they're going to – they're going to give him the opportunity to to engage, and if he wants to pursue it, he, he will be given that opportunity. And the other name is is, is the one in San Antonio, Jeff Trailer. Uh, I mean, obviously mm-hmm. a, a guy that everybody in the state of Texas is very well aware of and longtime high school coach, very well respected, and, and he's got the UTSA rolling right now. I think he'll also be given the opportunity to speak to, to Texas Tech if he wants to pursue it. Chris, the elephant in the room, and uh, our folks are always kind of interested in what he's up to uh, because of what he did at uh, Baylor, uh, both good and bad. Um, But Art Bryles, uh, it's someone that always comes up because there are influential boosters that would love for him to uh, have this opportunity. He's a great college coach, but we all know about the baggage that he brings. Is Hokut like 
can he be at all open to it? I heard what he said yesterday, and it seemed like he kind of tried to shut it down. But now, again, if you have enough influential people uh, in his ear, it, could it could it ever go that route, or do you just not see any way it could? I would never say never. I, I think there's a lot of people here that have known Art for a long time. I mean, he he worked here, or you know, in Mike's Mike's first year way back when, and there, there was people talking to him in various times about potentially taking this job uh, along the, his journey, and it just never it never happened. And he had a uh, obviously a really good career there in Waco, and then obviously University of Houston before that. I, I uh, that's a. a I don't think – I think when Kirby said yesterday, we want somebody that will unify the fan base. And he mentioned a bunch of other things about ties within the state of Texas and, you know, and, and, and there was some other criteria. But I, I just wonder if that could possibly ever be uh, Coach Bryles just because I think the wall, there is plenty of people that would say, man, I'm all about it. He is a great coach. He, he 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 didn't do anything wrong whether you support him or you just blame him for everything and 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 there's people up here that are just like I'll never support this so I, I just don't see there's any way that if that is a main criteria that you could ever you know go that route but I, I can't I can't speak to, to that I think there are some people that uh, at least want to run out that ground ball and, and visit with him potentially I don't I don't know if it goes any further and I wonder that about Kendall Browse too, just because of his last name. You know, obviously he's at, at Arkansas now, and his name has been been thrown around some too. So that 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 it's just tricky. I mean, would they be willing to to deal with the PR part of it? I, I don't know. I think Art would come here and work for not a ton of money. I think he loves yeah. to do it, but I, yeah, I, I don't know past that if they could, uh, you know, if they could pass, you know, they could do that and and expect everybody to be on the same page. Yeah, and, and, and uh, talking to Chris Level, Texas Tech insider on the Matt Mosley Show, ESP in Central Texas, the, the way to get Art in without hiring him as head coach, you're right, would be Kendall or even his son-in-law, Jeff Levy. Uh, it's interesting yeah. how so many of those coaches were part of that program, but they've been able to sort of go on with their careers. And, of course, Art was in some ways the face of that, and he's become such a pariah. And for guys like us who've known him forever – you know, it's a difficult thing because uh, it's not like, you know, you stop talking to people overnight, but it's just a it's a strange deal. Now, if uh, if Leach could come back, would there still be 80 <laughs> to 90 percent of that fan base that would be on board with that? Yeah, I, I think that is uh, I, I think there's several questions there. I think one, would you like, quote unquote, win the press conference? Would people be happy initially? I mean, all, all of that. I think that if if, if you're a – and do I think this is ultimately going to happen? No. I think he, he'll stay at Mississippi State and kind of keep doing this thing there. But I, I think people here would ultimately say, is he willing to work his hard? This is a hard job. I mean, bottom line, you've you got to grind. Uh, you've you got to develop. You've got to recruit. You've got to hire the right people. And, and it, it, it's tough. you got to get a little lucky. Uh, and so would Mike at 60 or 61, would he be willing to, to grind away at it like he, he was, you know, 20 years ago? Uh, and that only he can answer that. And people would have to have enough faith and trust that he would. I, I don't know, but I think that would be a question that would be asked. But I, I don't I don't think that's a realistic option either. Have you ever actually put your eyes on the uh, on the closet that Adam James was uh, allegedly <laughs> forced to be in? Yeah, it was a. 
it was a shed. It, it was on the oh, practice yeah. field. It's no, it's no longer there. But yes, I, I had I had laid eyes on it. It's like one of those tough shed deals with a door on each side and just out there in the middle with the stuff. But yeah, it's not it's not there anymore. <laughs> that could be like a historical tour type deal. Go visit. The, yeah, <laughs> I think they should rebuild that thing and uh, and have people drop by there. Okay. Mark Adams, I, I'm fat, you know, because, uh, of course, my alma mater just won a national title. I don't want to rub that in, but uh, we're still pretty excited about it. This tech situation, I know that was tough. Like you said, Chris Beard, I, I mean, he had become such a huge part of that thing. So I, I'm sure people, even though he's going back to where he went to school, there has to be some betrayal feelings, uh, some hard feelings. Um, what do you? What will that be like, by the way, that scene, his first time back? I, I would – I would seem to think that would be one of the most interesting atmospheres in all of college basketball this season. Did you uh, did you happen to see the uh, the the things being thrown at Lane Kiffin by the Vol Nation uh, yes. there a couple of weeks ago? I think we had a golf ball and a mustard bottle. Yeah, I, I, and he'd been gone for ten years. So imagine what it would be like <laughs> when you're 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 only <laughs> gone for. Yeah, I, I don't. I mean, I I, I like Chris a lot. Uh, he's really good at what he does. It wasn't. I, I think it's uh, it, it's selective memory to think that they were had it rolling here for the last two years after the Final Four run. I mean, they were 500 in the last couple of years in, in Big 12 play, but he was really good. He he he. I think people have really emotionally invested into him and and his his vision and all that. But yeah, it's not about that he left as much as where he went. I think that's that, and, and people can certainly understand that part of it. Uh, you know, if he were to go take over for Roy Williams in North Carolina or something, I think people here would have been North Carolina fans to a certain extent. But because it was an and, and again, Chris is allowed to do what he wants, and, and it's a business. And if he thinks he can go win bigger there, then that's what you have to go do when you're given that opportunity. But yeah, people here are, are frustrated. I think him and uh, Coach Beard and, and Coach Adams are they still uh, have a friendship and a, and a mutual respect. Um, you know, I, I think. Uh, they're going to play really good defense here and, you know, make no mistake. I mean, Mark, Mark was responsible for a lot of what went on here, uh, especially X's nose wise and defense. And I know coach Drew is running some of that side defense uh, as well. And it, it's, it's just kind of outside the box and unorthodox and it works. Uh, but I, I, that, that'll be a February the 1st, at eight o'clock. Everybody's well aware of that date and, and it will be a, and I thought the big 12, if I, let's just call it what it is. They really screwed that up. You, you get a tailor made, like made-for-TV, very organic moment, and you just yeah. bury it on a Tuesday night at 8 o'clock. I mean, it could have been on a – I mean, I just – I thought that was very strange. It's just kind of typical Big 12, I thought, but I, I don't know what they were thinking there. Yeah, let's put that on Bowlesby. I, I, I tend to blame most <laughs> things wrong in this world on Bob Bowlesby. <clears throat> so I'm going to get him for that, for that particular uh, bit of scheduling. But, uh, Chris, um, uh, good luck, man, on this coaching search and monitoring that. Oh, it's fun to get to catch up with you, and I appreciate the, uh, the insight. I, I love Lubbock, Texas, and I know people always, it's got to get old. People say, well, how do you get people to come out to Lubbock? Well, the truth is, it's the greatest people in the world, and, and it's, a neat, it's an awesome place. So uh, you never have to convince me. I love that place, and uh, I, uh, I appreciate you. Hey, I appreciate you, Matt, and uh, you do a good job on that podcast, Talking Cowboys, man, the Doomsday one, man. You, you guys do a good job. So I listen as much as I can, but I appreciate you having me on. Have a good rest of the week, my man. You bet. There he goes, Chris Level.
uh, doing his thing out there in Lubbock, and uh, he is sidelined for football and then also does uh, the uh, basketball, men's basketball. It is a longtime insider out there. have always enjoyed getting to visit with him and talk about Lubbock and Texas Tech, and we shall see where they end up going. I don't think they'll go Bryles. Let's just know that there are high, there are folks with a lot of money, a lot of oil money, that are in that AD's ear. Give us art. Give us art. I don't think he can do it, but he, they want him to, I assure you. It is the Matt Mosley Show. Alongside Aaron Sexton, we march into the 5 o'clock hour. This is a fast-moving show. And uh, got a lot to get into and got some NFL action to tell you about next. Baylor football on ESPN Central Texas, your flagship station for Baylor athletics. This Saturday, the Bears play host to the Texas Longhorns. Our coverage begins at 7 a.m. with Game Day Live, presented by the Office of Baylor Alumni from Touchdown Alley. Join us as we preview the Bears and the Horns. We'll have special guests and a whole lot of fun. It's Baylor in Texas, and it's this Saturday morning at 7, right here on ESPN Central Texas. At Ascension Providence, care is more than a word. Care is serving our patients, standing with you in times of need, and showing compassion when you're at your most vulnerable. Care is listening and delivering personalized plans from a team of specialists providing leading-edge treatments at every step. At Ascension Providence, care is more than a word. It's our calling. Make your next appointment at GetProvidenceCare.com. Corporate retirement has a lot of moving parts, and putting together a thorough plan takes careful preparation. I'm Joe Kaleo with Kaleo Wealth Management. I've spent a lot of time thinking about retirement planning from the perspective of employees and employers. We'd like to build a relationship with you and help you chart a path toward your financial goals. Kaleo Wealth Management is a Central Texas team of UBS Financial Services, member FINRA SIPC. Flinging a green and gold worldwide on the web at CentexSportsFan.com. Come join us. Howmet Aerospace, situated in Waco for 48 years and now hiring for several positions. Howmet produces fasteners for industrial applications such as transportation, renewable energy, and automotive. Howmet Aerospace is looking for production technicians, quality engineers, machining techs, maintenance electricians, and more. Most positions require a mechanical aptitude or background, and all jobs require a high school diploma or GED. Howmet Aerospace offers a complete benefits package from day one. Go to howmet.com slash join us. Search Waco for complete listing. Are you ready to jump into a career with a local Fortune 500 company? Sherwin-Williams has warehouse opportunities available with starting pay at over $20 per hour and regional CDL driving opportunities with pay averaging $84,000 annually. Sherwin-Williams offers competitive benefits including medical, dental, vision, life insurance, 401k, and pension. Apply online at careers.sherwin.com. That's careers.sherwin.com. Or call 254-523-9500. The one stop for your farm and ranch supplies is Bar None Country Store. They are an official Purina dealer. When it's time to buy feed for all your animals, including dogs, cats, and exotic pets, Bar None Country Store also has fencing products and panels with gates and culverts, plus a good selection of deer feed and feeders. They also have the latest styles of men and women's clothing, plus those comfortable shoes from Hey Dude. Go by and see Paula, Chelsea, and the gang at Bar None Country Store, 7991 North Highway 6 in Spiegelville. 
From the Allen Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Studios, this is KRZI Waco, K222DC Waco, K265DV Temple, ESPN Central Texas. Welcome back to the Matt Mosley Show. The presenting sponsor of the Matt Mosley Show is Central National Bank. Additional sponsors include Allen Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram, Bebert Collision Care Center, Cooper Complete Nutritional Supplements, Ascension Providence, Baylor University Handcammer School of Business, Common Grounds, Heritage Creamery, Myatt Fuels, Schmaltz's Sandwich Shop, The Baylor Club, and UBO Business Services. And now, here's Matt Mosley. This is Matt Mosley, Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas. And uh, we're kind of, you never know who might drop in. And uh, this coach is getting ready uh, for what, the Big 12 championships. We got we got headed to Stillwater soon, cross country. It is David Barnett joining us on the Matt Mosley Show. And uh, David, it's I, I really appreciate you kind of jumping on at the last second today. It's a it's a, an exciting time, and uh, and by the way, I don't we haven't gotten to meet in person. Let me uh, let me welcome you uh, to Waco. By the way, that was a uh, you know that was a that was a uh, I know it's been a whirlwind getting into Waco and, and kind of getting going here. I appreciate it, Matt. It's good to be here. Um, yeah, it's been a whirlwind, but I've been. Really excited to meet everybody, and the teams have been doing well, and it's finally starting to feel like cross country weather, so it's good. All right, so cross country weather. Let's. Are you saying a morning uh, of about what fifty four, fifty five? What is uh, what is cross country? Yeah. yeah, is that about the best thing you could have for a cross country uh, uh, run? Absolutely, yeah, that's about right. Cold enough that you need some coffee, but not so cold that you need a jacket. So that's about right for me. <laughs> so I, I'm I'm curious now. Before we get into your team and everything, um, what? I mean, you're an Alabama guy, and there you are at at, right. at, at Auburn doing your thing, and in, in the middle of where you grew up and everything. How did we? How did we talk you out of that area? I mean, it sounds like you were going to end up being a lifer in that part of the country, and then somehow we. Uh, uh, Coach Ford uh, brought you to Texas. What was it about uh, the Baylor program and, and, and what you thought Coach Ford was going to build that, uh, that that got you excited about this thing? Well, you're exactly right. I mean, I'm from the state. I actually went to Auburn also for school. Um, I was fortunate enough to have a couple of All-Americans and a national champion last year, and things were just kind of clicking along. And um, But when I talked to Coach Ford, um, he was really excited about the situation he's excited about the program and you know the more I talked to him and the more he kind of told me about his plans the more I got excited about it you know and then you know obviously I'm a, I'm a man of faith and I prayed about it and I had a real peace this is where is where the Lord was leading me you know so um coach Ford being excited about it got me excited about it and um what I like about Baylor is what is going to bring other people to Baylor you know so I thought it was a perfect fit yeah, well, I'm glad the Lord led you in this direction. This will be exciting, and, you know, Todd was a great uh, distance guy, and so having having someone with your credentials I think is going to be great for the program. Now, I was looking at some of the some of the details from, from Auburn. Uh, Joyce, uh, I'll make sure I'm saying her name right, Camelli, uh, who Correct. you had. I mean, that was, my goodness, some of the numbers that she put up, I think set records in Auburn and, and uh, even – all together in the SEC, both the uh, steeplechase yep. and, and, and in the mile. Now, what was it? Uh, what was it that made 
you know, her so talented and kind of helped you? Because it, it, from what I can tell, that, that may be, you know, one of your most talented runners you've ever been associated with. Yeah, what made Joyce unique was just her, her work ethic and her drive. You know, her freshman year, she was not a superstar. Um, a lot of people thought that she was a, a bit of a, a dud, for lack of better terms, because she she wasn't even in the mix at conference or nationals in any capacity. But she was super patient, and we worked really well together. And her progression from freshman year, she ran 17-19. Um, then she wound up running 15-30s and winning nationals three years later. So um, it's, it was just really amazing to be a part of that. And Joyce did a great job at the, the conference level and the national level. And at the end of the day, when the gun goes off, they're driving the car. And I don't have a whole lot to do with what's going on. So she deserves a lot of that credit and those championships for, for definitely making it happen. What's your, what is your favorite race? Is it, I mean, are you, maybe it's whatever season it is. You, maybe it's cross country right now, but is there anything, you know, we thought of Clyde Hart as a quarter miler, the king of quarter milers over the years and all, but of the distance races, is there, is there one particular race you love more than any other? You know, uh, generally speaking, whatever race I have a good runner in is my favorite <laughs> at that moment. Um, but, you know, seriously, I, I love the steeplechase. I think it's just one of those races where there's no there's no way to put a smile on and act like it's not going to be difficult. You know, it's a very tough race. A lot of people uh, describe it as cross-country on the track because you're having a hurdle and do the water jump. And um, But when you find the right person for that event – it's just a very, a very unique opportunity for someone to, to really excel. And what is, um, talking to David Barnett, uh, the track and field coach, the uh, cross-country distance coach for Baylor on the Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas. I mean, the steeplechase itself, even from a, uh, you see sometimes nasty falls. I mean, that is a grueling type thing. It, that's got to be an interesting race to prepare for. Because in some sense, you don't want to overdo it because you got to have them peaking race day. I mean, is that is that a difficult thing to kind of manage that? Because you want them to be ready. But but that's, again, like you say, one of the most grueling things that you have to that you have to prepare for. Right. I mean, the biggest thing is you want to find people that have a propensity for it. Just like uh-huh. if you're going to be playing basketball, you'd rather start with somebody who's, you know, 6'8", you know. So when they're a freshman – we're doing hurdle drills. I'm looking for people that are natural athletes um, and natural competitors because those are the people that do well. If you're worried about hurdling when you come up to the hurdle, it's too late. You know, we always talk about you can't hope that it goes well in the steeplechase. Hope is not a method for having success, you know. So um, we work on it year-round. We work on the hurdling technique and everything else. So there's definitely no fear going up to the barrier. And uh, at that point, you just have to compete, you know, just like anything else. So, uh, yeah, it's, it's not for everybody, but for the people it is for, it's, it's a really, really neat event. All right. Uh, what about this uh, going to Stillwater? You know, the different over the years, uh, just to being around um, uh, a lot of these high school cross-country, you'll see, like, um, all the different courses, and boy, some courses are a little tougher than others. I mean, what um, what what about this one stands out, and and, and does it set up well for for uh, for your runners? You know, I think it does. I think the biggest thing about the course is that it's just it's very hilly, you know. Um, but you know, I'm a, I'm an optimist, so for every uphill, there's a downhill. Um, I think the important <laughs> thing is that we just pace ourselves early on. Because it's so true, you can't win a race in the first mile, but you can lose a race in the first mile. 
Um, you know, as far as the size of the race, we've been in some bigger races this year. We were at Texas A&M a couple weekends ago. There was 35 teams. Uh, this meet, obviously, there won't be that many teams, so it'll be a little bit of a smaller race. And it's, at that point, it's all about just matching up with the people you're able to compete with and just winning those head-to-head battles. Because if everybody wins their race within the race, that's how you end up having a, a good score. So I think just being patient early on and then just really capitalizing over the second half of the race. I love that. You pair them up a little bit and have those races within the, the race and everything. Who do you, in this conference right now, from what you've been able to tell in your short time, who does everybody measure themselves uh, themselves against? I saw some of your early your earlier outings, and, and you all were right in there, like third or fourth or somewhere in there, uh, obviously finishing pretty well. But is there is there a, a team right now that is that everybody's kind of measuring themselves against? You know, I think it's kind of a toss-up. I think Oklahoma State and Iowa State have always made a big investment in distance running, and they have quality teams, and they have some depth, uh, so they've got a little bit of room for error. So I would say those are probably the top two programs, but, um, you know, it kind of goes back and forth. You'll have a women's team like West Virginia sneak in there sometimes, and um, always has ability. But, uh, you know, I think as far as depth is concerned, Oklahoma State and Iowa State have the most depth. All right. Um, yeah, don't let the runners, by the way, go over to uh, Eskimo Joe's the night before or anything, okay? That's, uh, that's, a, okay. that's a, well, a well-known establishment. They do have good cheese fries. They could carb load if you need them to, but it, let's, not, let's keep them away from those other carbs. Uh, but uh, talking to Coach Barnett, uh, the uh, distance coach, cross-country coach for Baylor, what about some of your individual uh, runners? Uh, Ryan Hodge. Is a name that, yep. uh, that that's come up uh, when I when I've talked to people associated with your program. What has he been able to do for you, and and has he emerged as one of your leaders? Yeah, Ryan's just been awesome. I mean, from the first day I got to campus, he's just been all in. Um, you know, he loves Baylor. His his dad went to Baylor, and he just kind of gets it. You know, and he's been working hard for several years now, and for a couple different reasons, it's been able to kind of click for him this season. So we're down at Texas A and M, and he broke 24 minutes in the 8,000, and he's actually the first runner since the 90s, I believe, to break 24 minutes. So, and he really just beat some great runners head to head, and he's running with a lot of confidence right now, and. Um, yeah, Ryan's definitely been one of our, our, our key leaders and a great competitor for us so far. I like that. You know, you got to put Kellen in the uh, archives and make him dig all that stuff up, you know, go through the records and everything. Well, so, I mean, we already uh, talked about that, so, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's back there digging through the 90s. Now, what yeah. about Ellie on the um, on, on your women's side? What um, – uh, I mean that that I, she keeps uh, being brought up to me and 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 who are a couple of your yeah. standouts on that side? Yeah, I think on the women's side, you know, Ellie's been very consistent. She's she's been more of a miler on the track, but I tell you what, she's been moving up in distance and she's been getting better. We've been kind of looking to peak late in the season, obviously, and I think her best race is coming up at conference and regionals. Um, you know, Lily Jacobs has been phenomenal for us. She's been super consistent. Uh, we haven't done as this year as in the past and part of that's just kind of a plan again to keep her her fresh for later in the season but um i would say that those two women have been our most consistent for sure and um they've also just been great leaders off the course you know just on a day-to-day basis doing the little things the right way keeping them keeping all the women optimistic and upbeat and everything if you have to be intentional about having a good team dynamic it doesn't just magically happen so they've been doing a great job with running and as far as just being leaders for the team 
All right, in in how how physical does does uh, cross country get like early in those races when people are trying to kind of fight for position? Um, seems like I recall. I, I saw my uh, buddy, Dr. Tyler Cooper, run back in the day. It seems like I remember a couple of elbows being thrown uh, when he was running at Baylor back in the uh, early 90s. Does, yeah. it, does it still get a little physical from time to time? Well, of course it does. You know, I mean, at the, at the worst times, it becomes physical, you know. So I think this is one of those things you have to prepare for the worst, you know, and hope for the best because when you get in these big races and there's a small window that everyone's shooting for, you just have to kind of expect it, you know, and that's why I always like I always like runners that come from other sports because they're used to a little bit more contact and it's not that big of a deal. But you know, you've got to be ready for anything and ready to ready to compete, you know. So our runners are doing pretty pretty good job of you know working hard and staying on their feet and you know getting where they need to be without any kind of a event, you know. So. I mean, I guess you could send Ryan out to football practice, like summer practice or whatever. Have him have him kind of you know, get, get some hits in out there. Yep. Yeah. What could go wrong? Right. So <laughs> that's, that's good. Yeah. I, I want you to kind of explain <laughs> that, you know, when he gets hurt to Mac and everybody, that'd yeah. be great. Coach Ford, coach Ford, yeah. this is something we did at Auburn. Uh, I could, I could yeah, see that. Exactly. Well, listen, this is, um, this is fun to have you. I've been wanting to have you on and, uh, you and Michael, I think it's going to be, um, I, I think it's going to be really cool. I think you are going to be innovative and uh, and and I just wish you the the best of luck. Tell people uh, what time is the race, and uh, and and we got people that listen, by the way, in Norman and in Stillwater. Uh, if they wanted to come out and and watch that, what what time does it start and everything? So it's on Friday morning. The men start at 10 a.m. and the women go at 11 a.m. Okay, minute 10, women at 11. All right, uh, I'm going to see if they'll. I'm hoping somebody will put this on, uh, you know, like stream it or something. Um, I'll, I'll get with Kellen on that, okay? I'll give Kellen all my ideas right. for uh, for streaming yeah, yeah. everything. They, they do, they do have, they do have a stream, but I'm not exactly sure the where it's going to be located. So Kellen will yeah. point you in the direction on that. Yeah, yeah, I want to be pulling for you guys on Friday morning. That'll be a lot of fun. Well, listen, welcome to Waco. It's very exciting to have you and. Uh, uh, you had a great run there at Auburn, so I think everybody's excited that yeah. you're in town, and hope y'all have a, uh, a a great a great couple of races Friday. Thanks so much. I appreciate the time, and looking forward to it. There he goes, David Barnett, the uh, uh, the uh, new uh, uh, track and field middle distance, and or just distance that is in cross country. So uh, really uh, uh, nice guy, and I think he's going to do a great job. For the Bears, so glad to have him in. That was kind of we were waiting to see if he was going to be able to participate, and then at the last second we were able to get him. Appreciate uh, our man Kellen Coleman for making that happen. All right, um, it is time now to talk some Cowboys, and the writer of the for the Athletic, Jean Mashoda, will be joining us next. Dr. Rao Ali has been helping Central Texans at Hill Regional Hospital in Hillsboro with necks, backs, arms, and really any part of the body that aches. Call Dr. Rao Ali, 469-562-4188. 
Now time for a Cowboys update. Hi everyone, with today's Cowboys report, I'm Christy Scales. Sunday in Minnesota will be a homecoming for the unsung hero of the defense, J. Ron Curse, and we'll hear from him after this. Get the ultimate fan experience for the ultimate Cowboys fan. Join Dallas Cowboys United, presented by Globe Life, and get an exclusive DCU fan pack and member benefits. Dallas Cowboys United members receive exclusive access to virtual content, Cowboys Pro Shop discounts, early entrance to select Cowboys events, VIP experiences, and more. Memberships start at only $20. Visit DallasCowboys.com slash United to join today. That's DallasCowboys.com slash United. At AT&T, everyone, new and existing customers, get our best deals on every smartphone. Why? Because you deserve it. For turning your living room into your office and your gym. For teaching grandma how to video call and teaching her again. It's the button on your left, Nana. Okay, your other left. It's not complicated. Everyone deserves something new. So AT&T has given everyone, new and existing customers, our best deals with every unlimited plan on every smartphone, even the latest ones. AT&T may temporarily slow data speeds if the network's busy. Restrictions and exceptions may apply. The Cowboys' trip to Minnesota this weekend is special for safety J. Ron Curse, who spent his first four years with the Vikings, where he was part of an excellent defense. And he senses the same kind of cohesion developing here in Dallas. My early years, we had a top five defense. And you know, just the things that was going on in the locker room, just guys being around each other. We have that same thing going on here where guys enjoy being around each other. Guys talk about things outside of football. Then when we get in the mean room, you know, we're looking at each other eye to eye, and that's going to take us a long way. When players return to practice tomorrow, right tackle Lyle Collins will be back from his five-game suspension. Plus, receiver Michael Gallup will be working back after missing five games with a calf injury. And the team remains hopeful Dak Prescott will be able to participate in at least parts of practice in spite of a calf strain. With the boys at the Star, I'm Christy Scales. If you suffer from chronic pain, whether it's neck or back, arthritis, migraines, or any part of your body, it doesn't have to be that way. Dr. Rao Ali is a board-certified pain specialist that offers his services to Central Texans from Hill Regional Hospital in Hillsboro. He can find the best treatment to help you improve daily function and increase your quality of life. Call Dr. Rao Ali for an appointment, 469-562-4188. That number again, 469-562-4188. At CNC Collision Center, they handle any paint or body work job. In fact, they offer a lifetime warranty on any paint and body job they do. But that's not all they do. At CNC, they can take care of all auto repairs. If your AC is on the fritz, let one of the specialists take care of it so you can beat the Texas heat. Need new tires? CNC has what you need and can even install a Rhino bed liner in your pickup. So for all your automotive repair needs, go to CNC Collision Center, 5849 North Highway 6 in Spiegelville. This weather update is brought to you by the Nitsche Group. Since 1949, Texans have secured their insurance needs through the Nitsche Group. Learn more at thenitschegroup.com. This is a Fox 44 weather update. I'm Chief Meteorologist Mike LaPointe. Mostly cloudy this evening with showers and thunderstorms after 2 a.m. Lows drop to 63 degrees. Showers and thunderstorms likely early tomorrow morning before 8 a.m. And some of these may produce some very strong winds and small hail. Then we'll see clearing skies and breezy conditions with highs in the mid-70s. Join me every weeknight during Fox 44 News at 536 and 9. For your forecast first, plus check out fox44news.com for any changes in the weather. ESPN Radio Sports Center. 
I'm Ward Watch with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update brought to you by CMC Auto Group. Highway 6 and Imperial, come by and see what makes them different. The Saints beat the Seahawks last night on Monday Night Football 13-10, handing the Seahawks their third loss in a row at home for the first time in 10 years. The Jets bring back Joe Flacco in a trade with the Eagles. The search begins in Lubbock as Matt Wells is out at Texas Tech. Sonny Cumbie will be the interim head coach for the remainder of the season. Tech is at OU on Saturday. Dallas Mavericks host the Rockets tonight in the regular season home opener. Tip is at 7.30. Game one of the World Series tonight between the Atlanta Braves and the Houston Rockets in Houston. First pitch at 7.09. Catch the UMHB Pete Fredenberg show tonight starting at 6 o'clock on Fox Sports Central Texas. Sports Center every 20 minutes only on ESPN Central Texas. Matt Mosley, Matt Mosley show, ESPN Central Texas. Cowboys going to be back in action. And uh, John Mishota joining us from The Athletic. John, did you, uh, did you, did you take some time off? You had the bye week. Uh, did you, yeah. did you do anything fun or go relax or, or head to, uh, you know, I, I just hope you, I hope you had some good time away from the team. <laughs> I really didn't do anything. I watched, uh, I wanted to see what this whole Ted Lasso thing was about, so I knocked out uh, <laughs> 22 episodes of that in uh, in about two days. So that's about the extent of uh, my exciting times over here. Overhyped, or did, were you? Um, did you did you love it? Because I, I I would think you probably heard so much hype. You your standards for it were going to be very high, and I can't remember if you're a soccer guy or not. I think you probably do have a little love for soccer in you somewhere. <laughs> did uh, is it? Did you like it, or did you think the hype was a little, a little strong? So, going off of it, you're totally right. Uh, the hype was was pretty high, especially <clears throat> off that first row game. Uh, well, actually, second one, the uh, one in uh, L.A. when they played the Chargers. You know, I'm seeing all these billboards all over L.A. I'm like, all right, you know, I'll check this out when I get around to it. You know, maybe during the bye week or whatnot. And I thought it was good. Um, I'd say the way I would probably compare it would be like. Um, I think it's like probably on Derek Carr level. Like, are there better quarterbacks out there that have played the game? Sure. I mean, but Derek Carr is a good, solid starter. If he's your starter, that's that's pretty good. But um, it certainly isn't a uh, Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, uh, Peyton Manning level. It's not Breaking Bad or uh, something yeah. that would get me to binge watch it like that. But I'm in. I'm hooked now. So they got me with that. And, and I like the positive message of it. But uh, I don't think it's like the greatest thing I've ever seen. I mean, does the old curmudgeon Todd Archer, our longtime friend from ESPN.com, who's a kind of a soccer guy, he likes to, you know, talk about Premier League and he he pretends to know things about soccer. Do you think he likes it, or or is that is he just too much of a curmudgeon for it? <laughs> you know, that's a good point. I've never even asked him about that. I would yeah. think because he is a soccer fan, but. You could be onto something there. He might not have time for stuff like that, you know. So, and he's got the family life going on. So, yeah. I don't know. Good so question. he says, "Yeah, it is. Uh, it is John Mishota joining us from the Athletic and uh, Cowboys coming back in. Boy, that was a nice way to go out, have the the bye weekend. Of course, as only the Cowboys could, they had an arrest right away. Uh, Casey, I think you're the one who taught me to make sure I had that right. Casey gets the uh, the DWI." right out of the shoot. But for the most part, all the news has been, you know, relatively good. 
um, there have been sightings now of Dak. And Dak seems to be kind of joking with you guys and, hey, we'll, we'll talk when it's appropriate. Do you, do you, how do you think this is going to go? Limited, uh, kind of limited practice, then maybe get a practice in Friday or something like that. How do you, how do you kind of think, how do you anticipate this going with Dak as he, as he works his way back? I think in terms of what we see, it'll be very limited. Uh, mm-hmm. And then for the stuff that the media isn't allowed there out there for, I think that, you know, he'll be out there doing most of the regular first team reps. I just don't think he'll be, you know, maybe moving outside the pocket as much as he would in a normal game. I think it's going to, you know, that that's going to be limited with within itself, but ultimately I would be surprised at this point if he, if he didn't play uh, against Minnesota to the point where I think that if he doesn't play against Minnesota, it would probably be because he suffered some type of a setback between, you know, now and, and Sunday, because he certainly doesn't seem like the type of guy uh, from what we saw the other day that is in any significant pain. Uh, everything we've heard from the Cowboys has, has been positive. And then I just continue to go back to just the way he was uh, right after the game uh, in New England and just cracking jokes as soon as he got to the podium, because he's obviously wearing this walking boot. And he, you know, right off the bat gets asked, you know, what's that on your foot? And he's like, oh, these are Jordans. And he's like, no, but on the other foot. Oh, yeah, no, yeah, that's just, that's no big deal. Like, and then he's laughing about it. And you're just kind of mm-hmm. like, if this was really that serious, would I just don't see a guy on his position, especially a guy coming off of missing most of last season joking about something like this. So I, I would say to Cowboys fans, I, the biggest concern would be that he gets out there and, and he suffers some type of a setback in the game uh, or during a practice or something like that. But as of right now, uh, I think he's good to go. How confident do, do you sense this team is uh, sitting there at 5-1, and one, um, you know, on a roll, and, and now being discussed as possibly a top five team in the NFL, it used to be they would say things like, oh, I wish we could fast forward to the playoffs. I remember some Wade Phillips teams that were like that. Does this seem, that, that from what you can tell, does this seem like the kind of team, though, that can kind of keep their heads down and realize, hey, we can't, we can't kind of look ahead because you know how this gets. When the Cowboys are good – it's like the parades start to happen. Do you think this team's kind of wired to not really to you know buy into that? I do, and I think it's because their expectation is to win the Super Bowl. It's to, it's not to get to the playoffs. It's not to maybe win a game in the playoffs. It's they think that they're good enough to win a Super Bowl. And I think that even though I don't know that any player you know front office member has said this publicly, but I think one of the big reasons why is not only because of what the talent is they have on the roster, but how many guys have stepped up that really haven't happened in years past. Like, no one was really expecting Micah Parsons to have this impact. Uh, Trayvon Diggs that make this immediate of a jump from year one to year two. And then, more importantly, just Michael Gallup gets hurt, and then you have other guys like Cedric Wilson and Dalton Schultz step up. You have Lyle Collins uh, get suspended for five games, and and they're going to start Terrence Steele for five games. And he's been fine like that. Nobody thought that that was going to happen. Uh, you know, you lose Neville Gallimore. No one was expecting Osad Digizua to come in there and be, uh, you know, an, an above average, a good defensive tackle in his rookie year out of a third round pick. There's just been so much of, of that that necessarily hasn't been there in the years past. And so I kind of, in a way, compare it to 2014 and 2016. So in 2016, I thought that they, you know, they, they caught fire, but it was kind of like a young man's like Dak and Zeke leading the way where it was kind of like, hey, 
we don't know anything else other than this. this is, we're rookies. Like, let's mm-hmm. just ride this wave. In 14, though, it was a lot more veteran type, you know, Romo, uh, Witten leading the way and things like that. And I see this as being basically like 16, except for, you know, there's been the growing pains with Zeke and Dak and some of these other guys that are the face of this team. Like, they're ready to w- win. I mean, like, Dak isn't sitting here to just being content by making the class. Amari Cooper comes from a college football program that they compete for a national title every year, and he hasn't done come close to that since his NFL career started. C.D. Lamb, same way at OU. So I, I think that while we on the outside, it's kind of like it's kind of like this. This is probably my best way I can describe it. I always say this to my brother because we always we'll always joke around about how bad the Lions are, and I'm like, yeah, we know that because we've lived through it for 20, 30 years of watching it and it's the same stuff every year. But these guys, most of these guys don't know it because they're not around for it. It's a young man's mm-hmm. league. I mean, it's just on to the next one. Like like what you're saying about Wade Phillips and stuff like that, while you and I can recognize that, I don't think Ezekiel Elliott, Amari Cooper, C D Lamb and Dak Prescott care about that. So I, 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 I think that they have kind of one track mind blinders on that they really do believe <laughs> that they can compete with anybody in the league. John Mashota from the Athletic uh, joining the Matt Mosley show, ESP in Central Texas. Maybe I sometimes think that like Brady James is going to walk through the door <laughs> and start saying those things and like mess things up or something. <laughs> oh, Brady never forgave me for some of my sarcastic comments over the years. Um, do you think Jerry will start pushing Mike McCarthy for this USC opening? Could you see him? <laughs> I'm telling you, I'm telling you, I think the fans, I think the fans, there's definitely fans out there that would do that for sure, even some media members, um, but I don't think that Jerry, and I don't think Jerry or Steven are like that, I think that Jerry and Steven are, are thrilled with what Mike's done up to this point, and I, like, I legitimately believe that they're going to they're going to be fine with if Kellen Moore gets a head coaching job and, and takes it, like, they're just going to go on to the next one, whereas fans look at it as, like, they, they automatically think of Sean Payton and it's like, oh, my God, we're going to lose this guy. And then mm-hmm. here we go. Kellen Moore is going to take the Bears job and, and he's going to turn Justin Fields into Drew Brees. And for like the next 10 years, the Bears are going to be this you know model franchise. And we missed out on this. But I don't get the sense at all from Jerry <laughs> or Steven talking to them that they have any concerns about Mike McCarthy at all. Like they're thrilled with what he's done. And while we have been critical of him, I mean, because we did get to see all of last year. Uh, obviously, you know, what Mike Nolan did on the defense and, and, and how bad that was, you know, there's some, there's things, management things that we can point out, but I just don't get the sense that I, I think Jerry gives him a mulligan for last year uh, because of COVID and he's thrilled with the way that this year started. And you always got to remember this. This is one of the things that will always stand out to me about Jerry Jones and how often he says this is he always says that if you've seen someone do it before, they can do it again. And that to me is kind of scary because anybody can have just like a, a, a one good season. And, but Jerry will believe that that player can do that forever because they had this breakout. But my point is that he thinks because Mike McCarthy's success at green Bay, he can repeat that with the Dallas Cowboys, get them back to a Super Bowl. So I don't think he will be pushing him towards USC. I I'm with you. Jerry always remembers the gushers. Not the yep. not all the dry holes, and so I think yep. there is something uh, to that. Did you see Tomlin, Mike Tomlin today, get uh, worked up about being asked about the USC opening? Like I, I was just laughing. You and I talking about this. If like somebody asked McCarthy, like Mike, what your name's coming up with uh, USC and this opening over at LSU? Don't you think he would like almost like 
feel good about it like that. Well, that's cool. <laughs> Tomlin was Tomlin was very upset about it. Tomlin, that that did surprise me. Uh, uh, I mean, just hearing that answer, I was like, uh, simple no would have sufficed. Like, I don't know, man. That's almost like a guy that's like, what do you dislike USC or something? Like, I don't, I don't think he needed to take it to that level, especially for a guy like Mike Tomlin who doesn't generally make statements like that. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe he's frustrated with something going on uh, with their team right now, but like, I didn't think that it was that bad of a question. And then. I was, I was kind of, I don't know, I guess I was kind of neutral on the answer. And then at the very end, because that was clearly the ender to end their press conference. And then when he just said the thing about, you know, does anybody, is anybody asking Sean Payton? And, and I want to say, maybe he said Pete Carroll about this. I'm just kind of like, yeah, I'm sure they have been asked about it. You're a coach that's like being mentioned for like a big time job. Like, yeah. I don't know. I don't think this is the worst thing. Like just say, no, I'm, I have no interest in that. I'm a coach of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Like, I don't know. Was I missed the twelve follow-ups where they were grinding on him to where he just got so angry that he had to fire <laughs> off like that. Like I, I love Mike Tomlin, but I, that, I thought it was bizarre. I think he's saying Andy Reid, Sean Payton have won Super That's Bowls, and no it. one's yeah, no one's asking you know him about that or whatever. But uh, yeah, yeah. No, I hey, want Matt, said, Matt, 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 real quick, real quick. No, but yeah. Sean Payton is is constantly asked. Now I won't say it's every day or every month, but like how many times has Sean Payton been asked since winning a Super Bowl in New Orleans about the co- Cowboys' job, and not even when it's open? It's like Jason Garrett would lose a game, and it would be like, <laughs> "So, Sean, what about that Cowboys' job?" Like it, it comes with the dinner. Yeah, and it used to have something to do with the fact that he was commuting. Remember that at one point he was going to live right. <laughs> with his kids out at Vaquero Club. In the Dallas area, and commute to New Orleans, and all the Saints fans were like, "What?" This was right after the Super Bowl, and he was going to. Uh, and then he, by the way, Tomlin ended that thing by saying something like, "They could give me a blank check, and I wouldn't do it." And um, I once said that to the Dallas Morning News years after I left. I said they could, they could give me. No, no, I would if they handed me one, I would fill it in and go right on back over there. Um, well, listen, it, by the way, if you had to name right now, you're kind of a, what I'd like to call a Kellen Moore whisperer. Uh, you've, you've admired his work over the years, and, and obviously he's uh, much admired now. If you had to say right now where he's going to be the head coach of next season, and you can say he'll still be the coordinator of the, of, of the Cowboys, but that would be a cop-out answer. Where, where will he be the head coach next year? I really, like I said, I really think the Bears make the most sense. I don't see how their okay. coach comes back next year. Um, they're a team that has just invested into this young quarterback. That makes a ton of sense to me. That would be my number one. The other one and, and, that would be intriguing is if Urban Meyer at the end of the year is just like, yeah, this isn't, this isn't for me. Because I think for a guy like Kellen Moore, I think the only way that you should absolutely leave what you have right now in Dallas is if it's, one of the elite organizations in, in NFL history, which obviously isn't the Jaguars, or if it has that young franchise quarterback, because as we know, you just look across the landscape of the NFL, like, can you win without a franchise quarterback? Sure. The Eagles won it without, without one, but to be a contender year after year, after year, you're going to have to have that franchise quarterback. So I think that if it was one of those type of teams that has that guy, I think it would be really tough for him to turn it down, whether it ends up working out for him. I know Jacksonville doesn't really thrill a lot of people, but Trevor Lawrence should, and so should Justin yeah. Fields. And so those are two that stand out to me because, 
you know, like it's like knowing people in Detroit, people joke around about, yeah, going back to the line because he had played there. I don't see that. I don't see them moving on from Dan Campbell that quick. So it's all about what jobs are open. And then, like I said, if there's a good quarterback there for him, the type of coach yeah. he is, that would make a ton of sense. Yeah. yeah, I mean, why would you move on from Dan Campbell? He's got that thing headed in the right direction. <laughs> He's biting kneecap. <laughs> all right. All right, John. I hope to uh, I hope to see you soon, okay? Absolutely. Always a good time talking to you. Yes, yes, yes. I, we, we should make it happen even more often. There he goes. John Machota with the um, – with the athletic, a man who covers the uh, Cowboys with a great aplomb. All right, next, uh, we get you ready for the World Series. It starts tonight. That's next. This is the Baylor Sports Beat, a daily look inside Baylor Athletics. Now, here's the voice of the Bears, John Morris. Everybody, it's time for a check of Baylor Athletics on today's Baylor Sports Beat. Coming up, Baylor football after an open date Saturday back in gear and hosting Texas Saturday at McLean Stadium. We'll hear from head coach Dave Aranda straight ahead on today's Baylor Sports Beat. Not only will you find an award-winning dealer at Allen Samuels, but you'll also find some great award-winning products. The 2021 Ram brand ranked number one automotive brand on J.D. Power's initial quality study. The 2021 Dodge brand ranked number two behind Ram and the 2021 Jeep Gladiator named highest quality midsize truck. Alan Samuels, 201 West Loop 340 in Waco, where we deliver quality. Come by. Let's be friends. Texas Farm Bureau Insurance has protected fellow Texans with auto, home, health, and life insurance since 1952. With more than 260,000 square miles of land and 27 million people, that's a lot to cover. Whether you're wrangling cattle or wrangling kids, we're proud to protect Texans in all Texan ways of life. Visit Texas Farm Bureau Insurance today at tfbinsurance.com to get insurance for Texans by Texans. Coverage and discounts are subject to qualifications and policy terms and may vary by situation. Now back to today's Baylor Sports Beat. Here again is the voice, John Morris. And welcome back. It is the 111th meeting all time between Baylor and Texas in football this Saturday morning at McLean Stadium. The Bears up to number 16 in the nation in the Associated Press poll this week, coming off an open date this past Saturday. Head coach Dave Aranda at his weekly press conference yesterday asked about the potential of this being maybe one of the final times Baylor and Texas get together. Does that add a little extra to this matchup and do you expect the reaction from the crowd at uh, McLean might be a little different than it was for BYU? I can see it. You know, I think it's 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 interesting to bring that up because it, it's I think it's fun to be a fan and you know the having the bye I I think kind of almost reintroduces you to being a fan and having you know wanting to be able to say um you know, hey, my team won, and the bragging rights and stuff that comes with it, I think, is is a fun part of uh, being in sports. You know, the one of the things I'm looking forward to is getting back in a groove and getting back in uh, a process. You know, I think when we left, you know, everything had its thing. And so there was a way that we met. There was a way that we got to practice early. There was a way that we would jog from hash to hash. There was a way we ran on and off the field. And, 
and everything. There was no just we're going to show it up and let it roll. Like everything was something that had a philosophy behind it and was really structured to get the most out of it. And so I think when your focus is on those things, that really kind of, um, you know, you you um, have the blinders on to the other things. And I'm excited to get back into that phase of it because, you know, this past week your your horizon can be big at times. Dave Aranda and the Bears hosting Texas this Saturday at McLean Stadium. It's an 11 a.m. kickoff for the Bears and the Longhorns. The broadcast and coverage beginning at 7 a.m. Saturday here on ESPN Central Texas. Television Saturday on ABC. And that's today's Baylor Sports Beat. More tomorrow. I'm John Morris. When shopping for a home mortgage, Benchmark Mortgage, Waco, Central Texas is ready to bring you home. Offering conventional VA, FHA, and USDA loan products for purchase and refinance transactions. Our team is committed to providing a first-class experience and united by the Benchmark core values. Success, relationship, dynamic, excellence, and positive attitude. We provide certainty in uncertain times. Benchmark Mortgage, Waco, Central Texas. Locally owned and operated by Adam Goldenberg. And MLS number 746474. With 20 years experience, visit adamgoldenberg.benchmark.us. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Ward Watch with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update brought to you by CMC Auto Group. Highway 6 and Imperial come by and see what makes them different. The Saints beat the Seahawks last night on Monday Night Football 13 to 10, handing the Seahawks their third loss in a row at home for the first time in 10 years. The Jets bring back Joe Flacco in a trade with the Eagles. The search begins in Lubbock as Matt Wells is out at Texas Tech. Sonny Cumbie will be the interim head coach for the remainder of the season. Tech is at OU on Saturday. Dallas Mavericks host the Rockets tonight in the regular season home opener. Tip is at 7.30. Game one of the World Series tonight between the Atlanta Braves and the Houston Rockets in Houston. First pitch at 7.09. Catch the UMHB Pete Fredenberg show tonight starting at 6 o'clock on Fox Sports Central Texas. Sports Center every 20 minutes only on ESPN Central Texas. Mosley, Matt Mosley's show alongside uh, Aaron Sexton. Been busy today. We've got we've had cross country talk. We've had uh, Baylor's in the Big Twelve Championships. Always fun, and then uh, some Cowboys, and then we had some Lubbock. We had to go to Lubbock and kind of find out what was going on out there. Um, it is time for the World Series, and this is an interesting one. And all my buddies calling today, and um, and they they were getting ready. A lot of my Houston friends going out there. There are even people that are longtime Astros fans that that have funny. They 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 don't exactly know how to feel about this organization. I think like a lot of people, they thought, yeah, they cheated. Um, but I think the thought was, once they got caught, and people didn't think they got punished enough. People were fired, manager was fired, GM was fired, all of that kind of stuff. But, you know, I, I, I think they started to fall in love with this team again because they went on the road. They won a ton of games on the road. The thought was, well, they never really had a, a cheating. They weren't able to kind of cheat on the road. 
But it's kind of like the, the Patriots. Once you get accused and then caught for cheating, um, it's, it's hard to ever escape that. But what it's done is caused the, uh, the, the fans to love that team even more. So I would say, like our Astros fans in the audience right now, I, 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 most Astros fans just continued loving their team the same as they always did. But because of the hatred that the Astros have, have experienced, both on the road this season and just what was written about them, it's kind of like somebody that, that has a political candidate they love. And that political candidate's getting bashed like crazy. Well, they sort of dig in, and, and, they, and they love them even more. And so I think that's the, what's happened with the Astros. Now, I think Dusty Baker is just a great guy. And I think what he's done is brought a lot of credibility to what they do. Now, who's the face of the cheating? Well, probably more than anybody, Altuve is. And, um, and, and so he's still kind of the face of all that. What's happened, though, is Carlos Correa... And he's probably going to go somewhere and get, you know, crazy money uh, this coming offseason. But he, he sort of embraced the, the, the – well, and, and Aaron, you would know what this is because you had some background in professional wrestling. The heel, H-E-E-L. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and he sort of embraced the villain role, some of those. Now, Altuve's too nice of a guy to really love the villain role. But what happened is young players like Kyle Tucker came in there and then a veteran player like uh, Yuli Gurriel, who in the past few seasons was fine. He's a good player. But, I mean, this guy is unbelievable. He won the AO uh, batting title. I mean, I, I mean, and, and look at him. He's hitting seventh in six of the, uh, in the six ALCS games. I mean, they are deep. They are deep and uh, – uh, Alvarez, you know, is is, uh, is you know coming off that LCS MVP. But what I like about this matchup, and what I like about this World Series, and I'm, it's going to be interesting for me tonight because I'm going to the Mavericks season opener. I always kind of enjoy doing that. Got some great seats lined up, and and so I'll be at the Mavs season opener. But I'll also be having one eye on my phone trying to keep up with the World Series because. This matchup is really, really nice. Most times in a World Series, you got one team will maybe have better pitching. The other team's got better hitting. This, and I talked about this some with Richard Justice, Aaron, the other day we had uh, the great baseball writer Richard Justice on yesterday. The, you go to second base. I mean, it's pretty close. Both those guys have power. They're both little. Albies, you know, for the uh, – for the for the for the Braves, I mean, both these guys can uh, they can hit it out of the park. Altuve is a better all around player. Uh, shortstop, I mean, uh, Swanson is. I mean, Dan, I mean, I've watched Dansby since he was uh, Aaron since he was with that. Um, oh, he was with whatever the the affiliate was in Mississippi. I can't remember if that's Double A, Triple A, whatever it was. He's come up. He was a great great player coming up. Might have played some college ball. Did he play college ball? Anyway, he was a great prospect, incredible prospect. And he worked his way up, and now he's an incredible major league player. So as you go around the diamond, Freddie Freeman's usually going to have like a huge 
advantage over anybody he plays against, but not really against Guriel. I mean, the hitting numbers are pretty similar. So you just keep going around the diamond. Then you go out in the outfield and you compare these guys. And, I mean, my gosh, Brantley's out there. So all I'm saying is this really does, even for people that maybe didn't watch a ton of regular season baseball, what you need to know is a couple of heavyweights are getting together. And you say, well, Matt, doesn't that usually happen in the World Series? Well, now sometimes the hottest team gets in there. Sometimes, like, for instance, the Dodgers won a million games this year. Um, They didn't make it. They didn't get back in there. They won 107 games. The Astros have become a team that wins on the road. And, Aaron, as we talked about with Richard yesterday, you're down 2-1 to in that series, and you're getting blasted. You're down 2-1, to and you got beat like 13-2 to in one of those games, and maybe it was like 8-1 or something the other. You're getting blown up. Your, your, your rotation's getting hammered, and then you come on the next round of the rotation, and, and, and Framber, Valdez, I mean, these guys like boom, boom. Uh, what's his name? Luis, uh, what's our man's name? Luis Ortiz. These guys started pitching their rears off. So I think we have an incredible matchup, and, uh, and I'm, 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 all, I'm all ready for some, for some World Series October baseball. football on your flagship station for Baylor Athletics, ESPN Central Texas. This Saturday, the Baylor Bears play host to the Texas Longhorns and our coverage begins at 7 a.m. with Game Day Live presented by the Office of Baylor Alumni. Game Day Live is also brought to you in part by Barnett Contracting, Cooper Complete Nutritional Supplements, Common Grounds, NeighborWorks Waco, Steckler Wayne Cochran Cherry Law Firm, TFNB Your Bank for Life, Game Day Live is also brought to you in part by Total Office Solutions, Baylor Hand Camera School of Business, Old Chicago Pizza and Tap Room, Hurley Benefit Services, Alan Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat, Walk On Sports Bistro, Myatt Fuels, Central National Bank, and Ascension Providence. Join us this Saturday morning at 7 a.m. for Baylor in Texas. It's Game Day Live at 7 a.m. presented by the Office of Baylor Alumni on ESPN Central Texas. Satisfy your appetite with the great food at B&M Barbecue and More in Riesel. They specialize in slow-cooked Texas-style barbecue, and you can buy it by the pound, the plate, or the sandwich. Ask about their three-meat and two-meat combo plates. B&M Barbecue and More also features a daily lunch special, plus all-you-can-eat options. And don't forget to satisfy your sweet tooth with their homemade pies. A proud supporter of the Riesel Indians, B&M Barbecue and More. Now open Wednesday through Sunday, 10 a.m. until 8 p.m. The Crawford Booster Club is a nonprofit organization that supports all pirate and lady pirate athletic teams. Through the sale of Crawford apparel and a spring fundraiser, they're able to purchase needed items and products that are typically not in the school athletic budget. The Crawford Booster Club is proud of all the high school and junior high athletic teams, including football and baseball, boys and girls basketball, tennis, cross country, track and field, and golf, and girls volleyball and softball. They encourage all Crawford residents to go to the games, both home and on the road, and let the coaches and student athletes hear your support. This is the spec. You know what it means. It is time for the dismount. We uh, have to say goodbye this evening. We try to get you ready. 
NBA basketball tonight, and um, I, I get excited about it. I really do. And we got a lot of NBA. We got some hoops heads out there that enjoy listening to us. You know, there's some stories that pop into my uh, Twitter over a course of a day, and, and it's like I just can't listen to idiot. You know, I, I just don't want to know. And I'm sure I'll look at it later. But I was trying to look earlier to see for a minute, Aaron, Cal McNair, the son of Bob McNair, apparently said something racist, like an anti-Asian slur. And I just couldn't even bring myself to look it up. I'm just like, you know what? I know Cal McNair's an idiot. I mean, <laughs> he doesn't he doesn't have to open his mouth and use an anti-Asian slur to even confirm that for me. And you know how usually when something like some story comes out like that, you're like, oh, my gosh, I got to go see what what he said. And for some reason, I'm just like, I don't want to know. I, I know the guy is a flat-out idiot, and, and I, I really don't even right now care to know. Now, will I investigate it later? Maybe, maybe. Uh, but, but Cal McNair, what a sad legacy. You know, Bob McNair, very respected. The McNair family ran the Texans. Did a pretty nice job over the years. Ran it with, with great respect. Um, uh, people across the NFL had a lot of respect for, for Bob McNair. And then Cal McNair, goodness gracious, he's just out there, just, you know, Tommy boying it up. All right, uh, we got Rockets at Mavericks tonight. And, uh, Aaron, what am I going to be looking for in that game? Because I'll be up close. Well, Rockets watch, have uh, watch Luca. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, I'm going to watch Luca. But the Rockets have uh, Jalen Green, who um, was uh, I think second overall pick and scored 30 the other night. So I'm going to look at that game, and then Nuggets and Jazz play later tonight on TNT. Love that game. I'm going to get back home and watch the World Series in Nuggets and Jazz. That is the dismount. Much as I hate it, we got to say good night to you. Thanks for everybody who's been a part of this. Thanks to Aaron Sexton. Good night. We'll see you tomorrow. This is the Spectrum Big 12 Blitz, a daily look inside Big 12 Conference football. Here's the voice of the Baylor Bears, John Morris. Everybody, it's time for a check of Big 12 football on today's Spectrum Big 12 Blitz. Coming up, there is a coaching change in the Big 12 Conference before we get out of October. A change in Lubbock. We'll give you details coming up on today's Spectrum Big 12 Blitz. Baylor, Scott & White, Southwest Sports Medicine and Orthopedics.